So here are five traits of high functioning autism that you need to see. All that's coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie world. My name is Dan, I have autism, ADHD, OCD and dyslexia and I make weekly videos on this type of content. So if you're new around here and you'd like to learn more about those subjects, remember to hit that subscribe button by clicking the notification bell down below. And if you're watching over on Facebook, be sure to give this page a like and a follow to see more videos just like this one every single week. Boom. What is going on, different thinkers? Welcome back to the Aspie world where we think differently daily. It's an interesting one, right? I call this video high-functioning autism, right? But high-functioning autism isn't a term that exists. It's kind of a, not a term they use anymore. It was actually taken away because of all this kind of weird stuff that happened between like nomenclature and trying to get support and it was just a bit weird and using function and labels didn't really help anybody. So they got rid of all that and then they called it autism spectrum disorder. So in this video, what I'm talking about is people on the autism spectrum with lower support needs than people on the autism spectrum with higher support needs and therefore, Oh, let's get into it. What's going on? If you want to download my free PDF book on hacks for autism daily living, there will be a link in the card above here and in the description below and on the end slate so you can download my free PDF book. If you've already got it, then that's awesome. I love you. Thank you so much for downloading my book for free. You guys are awesome. Okay, so I wrote down a list of traits of people who are on the autism spectrum with low support needs so that you would kind of be able to identify them because sometimes it can be a bit tricky when people aren't typically displaying things that are noted with kind of like the classic idea of autism. So let's go through them right now. Okay, number one is the love of routines. Like autistic people love routines. They love to stick to daily routines. They love to stick to doing the same thing every single day if they could. They probably have the, the, the same thing um, for, uh, you know, for breakfast every single day. They'll come down and they'll sit in the same spot or they'll watch the same thing on the TV or they'll read the same magazine. They may sit in the same chair all the time. And that routine is like their life. They love it. It's a lifeline. It's something they hold on to. It's something they cherish and they love and it's part of them. It's something that we should really look out for because that's a really good indicator someone on the autism spectrum because a love of routine gives somebody stability and uh, someone on the autism spectrum really wants stability because that stability gives them that uh, comfort I guess and security. Awesome. Okay so number two is special interest. Most people on the autism spectrum will have a specific special interest, like almost like an obsessive interest that they really focus on. And when they really focus on it, I mean like they go to town on it. Like I remember a guy who I know who's on the autism spectrum and he was really interested in Marilyn Monroe and like he knew everything about it. He read every book about Marilyn Monroe. He collected all of her memorabilia and books and stuff and even went to visit her house where she grew up and went to the place where she was last living and stuff in America and met some of her friends and all that kind of stuff. And it was just this, it, this crazy like um, obsessive interest with Marilyn Monroe and I have obsessive interests too I love uh, systems and and chemistry and uh, and yeah I'm just marketing and online social media and stuff like that but like like obsessive like I mean I just I love it I, I listen to it all the time so in terms of that um, obsessive interest and special interest come under the umbrella of a, a typical trait or a personality trait of somebody in the autism spectrum because it's very, very interesting and it gets intense. And I can tell you now that if you know exactly what I'm talking about, where you've got a son or a friend or, or whatever who's on the autism spectrum or you suspect that they're on the spectrum, but they have this thing that they talk about and they'll talk about it nonstop, just full pelt, talk to you about it until the cows come home, until you're bored and probably falling asleep and you're like, I have no interest in stickers, stamps, or like vintage coins, but they're telling you about it anyway, right? 
Give this video a thumbs up if you know exactly what I'm talking about, man. I'm reaching out to you because I know you. I can see you. I can see you. I see you, Betsy. I see you there. <laughs> Betsy. Who's Betsy? Anyway, so the uh, third one on my list is odd food habits. Now, autistic people or an autistic person uh, may have unusual eating habits. Now, they they may like um, separating their food on their plate so that they have like, you know, chicken this side and then rice this side and then veggies this side so they're not touching. Or they may have like their gravy and sauces and stuff in a pot next to their dinner so they can dip their stuff into it so they don't have to have it touching. This is very common because textures and stuff come with uh, the sensory processing disorder which is uh, comorbidly co-occurring with autism which is kind of like an, a bolt-on uh, diagnosis that happens with autism but it's kind of like it kind of marries up quite well, but this also leads to things like unusual eating habits where they want to separate food or they can't have this type of food or food that looks a certain color or uh, food that smells a certain way. Like for me specifically, I can't have raw onions or raw garlic anywhere near me and I can't be in a room where someone's cooking onions and garlic. It just makes me feel very uncomfortable and it just, well, it's just difficult for me to be in the room. I remember getting really upset when I was doing my access to science uh, course degree. Um, when uh, when we had to dissect an onion to then put it into a microscope and look at the layers and stuff. But yeah, it was very difficult uh, to deal with, but that's just who we are. It's just, we're all individual and we're all made just super awesome. So yeah, we should power to being individual, man. That's awesome. Okay, so the fourth thing I wanna talk about here is difficulty in conversation. Now, conversing for people in social situations is typically something that people do without even thinking about, but people on the autism spectrum will have difficulties in social situations because autism in its core is a communicative issue. It's a communication issue where people on the autism spectrum will have difficulties socializing because socializing has unwritten, unkind of spoken about rules that we just pick up from just going to school and hanging with friends and being with this guy and that guy. And, and those things kind of pick up uh, just around you. But people on the autism spectrum don't really pick these up because they're too busy trying to figure out the world around them from heightened senses and other things that's going on. Or maybe their obsessive interest with coins and Marilyn Monroe is taking over the time where they would have been concentrating on conversational uh, pieces between two people and blah, blah, blah. So. This is a very interesting hallmark where someone on the autism spectrum may have an awkward time having a social dinner or a social conversation or meeting new friends. Very, very interesting. Okay, so number five is that people on the autism spectrum will have a, like an anxiety or overwhelmed easy uh, part to them. So they could be like very, they could be overwhelmed very easily basically and they'll have excessive anxiety that could cause meltdowns and emotional outbursts or, uh, or what people used to call kind of like nervous breakdowns or an anxiety breakdown, which is basically a meltdown in an autism uh, sense, which happens quite a lot and happens because the person on the autism spectrum has a difficulty in certain situations that will heighten their anxiety or heighten their uh, getting triggered and they start getting upset and then they get like emotionally overwhelmed and all of those things can uh, cause this, this upset and this upset can come out as like an anxiety attack or can come out as a... Um, uh, I don't know, it could be an autism meltdown, it could be a shutdown, it could be a, could be anything, right? But the fact of the matter is that it happens. And if you are, um, you know, if you know somebody who may be on the autism spectrum and you see them getting overwhelmed easily or, or triggered easily or they have anxiety attacks or they're, they're partial to panic attacks and they have all this other stuff going on, well, there you go, they may actually be on the autism spectrum and that's kind of like an interesting thing and it's a cool thing because we're all individual and all different and all equal in our own way and so uh, that is super, um, that is super, super awesome. But that being said, guys, if you found value in this video, please share it on Facebook and Twitter to help somebody out. If you liked it, please give it a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you next time, guys. Peace.
Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe to listen to more of these because I know that you're listening and you're not subscribed, so do it right now. All right, guys, talk to you soon.